How dare you? I can't believe you've done this. Okay. Well, this is the Tight On Entry podcast. My name's John Davern. And I am Alex Lynch. And uh, we are your host and co-host for the evening. Uh, Welcome to the second week of the NASCAR season, and we're just going to jump right on into it. So, uh, Alex, what did you think of the Daytona 500 this weekend? So, Daytona 500, obviously, pretty boring start. Just kidding. It was a phenomenal start with a lap, what was it, lap 15 crash? Lap 15, 16, yeah, something like that. And took out my entire fantasy lineup, so I really appreciated it. Rip. And then... Honestly, wasn't that great waiting for the rain, you know, but when it finally kicked in at nine o'clock, I thought that racing from 915 to 12 o'clock was pretty standard NASCAR racing, pretty Daytona racing. And it was what I was hoping for and just turned into a Michael McDowell finish here in the final lap, something I didn't expect. But I saw in the fantasy pickings like the statistics he was only a nine percent pick for all the people that play fantasy really that and, kind of surprised and me, me and me and you both picked him yeah and i we both picked him because we went on racing reference and saw that like he's actually pretty decent one at of Daytona. the best like one of he the brings in he's like a top five point bringer he always had a finish of like 12th like his average finish was 12th and well brought it into that factor and i was like well i'm gonna pick him because he's gonna be a safe just guaranteed points bet and i'm I'm trying to pull up the stats right now i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do it in time for me to talk about what i'm about to talk about but i was looking at oh no are you playing the video (laughs) just ran into an ad uh it was really loud but yeah no i was looking at the stats and i was like wow like he is literally over the last 10 races at the second best plate racer at daytona after denny hamlin like statistically speaking is that he yeah. has a, like an outstanding amount of top five finishes and now he finally got that that win um and which, it's his only win of yeah, his career which is good for him i mean he he's great at those restricted plate tracks he's always has been always has been he's always there with that finish so um and i think it was denny who like mentioned at the end of the race that it wasn't a fluke and i really don't think it was a fluke i think it's been a long time coming for him to win a race there but yeah it definitely was not a fluke but now sure. now he's in the playoffs like <laughs> like it's crazy That's to like, me so like that's something that I I go back and forth a lot with this with the playoffs and whatnot. It's like when you get a win you're in and yeah. it's like I don't know <laughs> for these situations, like Michael McDowell, he's gonna be honestly, he'll probably be a first round exit, right? It's not like he's yeah. gonna exceed any further. And it's like I go back and forth constantly and being like, Is this actually good for the playoffs of NASCAR where you have somebody like Michael McDowell win the Daytona 500, or you have someone last year like Cole Custer wins a race by having a good run on the outside. Um, I forget what track that was at, but he had a phenomenal uh, run and just kind of took it yeah, forward and then propelled, about. and then propelled to a playoff spot and then immediately exited out because Cole Custer is not the driver he is yet. <laughs> so it's yeah. like. It's like, what does that really come down to when it comes to playoffs? And it's well, I'm looking at the schedule now, and that first round of 16 is you got the Darlington uh, 500, you got Richmond, and you got Bristol, and you know he has no chance of winning in any of those three races. Um, yeah, so then so it th- takes up a spot. Yeah, but it's like, hey, he also deserved it. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's just frustrating, and I think it's going to be even more frustrating this season with the amount of road course races we have. Um, I think we're going to see you know at least one more surprise winner um throughout the season whether it's at daytona talladega or a road course it's just gonna happen 
And yeah. when that happens, it just takes away those spots from like a guy like Bubba Wallace who could get in in that 23 car or Austin Dillon who could, you know, point his way in. And it, it's awesome because you like seeing guys like that win and you like seeing surprise winners. But then it's, you kind of start to question like the format itself. Uh, if it's really good to have a one-off winner just suddenly make the playoffs because he won a race. And, and that goes uh, back and forth all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah, like a that's big NASCAR debate now. It always has been. It always will be until they change the format, and they will change it eventually. But, um, I yeah, I still don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's just it reminds me of when Chris Busher won in 2017 at Pocono. Um, he won the the fog shortened race at Pocono, and, and he was suddenly in the playoffs, and it was just like he's not going to win. Like, there's just no point to this. But, um, I mean, it was cool seeing him win. I got to see him win in person, but I don't know. I just I'm kind of up in the air about it. I think. It just takes into, like, I don't I feel like it just benefits more, like, one-off guys than actual consistent, like, I mean, even if you take last year's as an example, like, no one really pegged Chase Elliott to be the champion. Yeah. Like, it was a dominant, it was, like, Kevin Harvick, Denny, or, like, Joey Logano was a sleeper, Martin Truex was a contender, like, you had, like, those guys, and, like, Chase Elliott was obviously there, but he was towards the back end of being actually considered for a championship but he played the playoff system perfectly got really hot in the end and won like three out of the four races and just won the championship yeah because of that playoff format and like i don't even want to get like too deep into talking about the playoff format but i think i just get frustrated because you have guys like joey logano who always like heats up in the playoffs uh yeah i mean granted awesome like that's that's how you're going to win a championship is by heating up when it matters but it just gets frustrating being a, a Denny fan. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> you know how, I mean? it's how Jimmy won so many, too, because yeah. Jimmy played the system perfectly. He knew that you could use the first, like, 26 races or whatever it was back then for the chase of just, like, toot in your car up for the playoffs. Or and Tony he Stewart. Did that. Yeah, Tony did it, too. And Tony got really hot for his last championship when he never should have won that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nope. I mean, Carl, that should have been Carl Edwards' championship. But, yeah, um, I mean, Tony got hot when it mattered, so. That's, and that's the system. That's the difference. But all right, well, I guess we'll move on here real quick, though. Uh, what do you think of Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski? What, what they, still going on there? They, st- they still haven't talked, right? No, they have not. Like I've seen. I mean, it was like a day or two ago, and they still said they haven't talked. And Joey was saying, like, well, we'll need to get to the bottom of it eventually. Um, I don't think Brad honestly, wants to talk to him. I don't think Brad wants to either. And <laughs> I, <don't> think- <laughs> I, I think that camp is like I just. I just think that's a really toxic camp they got over there, and I think Joey Logano's the, you know, the cause of a lot of that tension. But the fact I that they haven't like, talked and their teammates, and it's going into Sunday tomorrow, I, yeah, yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, I don't even understand why they're so. Fr- I mean, obviously, right? I understand they're frustrated with each other because they both wrecked, and Joey's like, "Whoa, why did that happen?" Really, when I rewatched the clip a bunch of times, it really was just Michael McDowell giving a ton of pushing to Kez. And that turned into Keselowski trying to get an inside run, and then he clipped Joey. So really, that was just racing that happened. But I feel like Keselowski's ego and Logano's ego don't clash well. (laughs) I think think the problem was that Keselowski saw it as Joey Logano throwing a huge block that he was never going to be able to make. And it was yeah. it was almost like a little half block, and I think that's why Logano is kind of like saying, "I didn't even block you all the way. Like, why are you mad at me?" Because uh, I mean, from his perspective, he didn't get the full block in. 
Keselowski probably could have gone to the inside if he if he had a little quicker hands <laughs> and made the move a little bit sooner. <laughs> um, and McDowell, which had just a full head of steam. And the problem with that is that Keselowski clipped the left rear of Logano, and then McDowell clipped the right rear of, or sorry, McDowell, yeah, clipped the right rear of Keselowski and sent them going opposite ways, and McDowell just kind of went right through the middle. Um, yeah, it and- was just two boneheaded picks. Our decisions by Logano and Keselowski, honestly, like has not yeah. going in on the inside too early, and Joey being like, I'm sure his spotter was telling him to block anyway too. Yeah. But. And, oh, you got to block going to the finish at the Daytona 500. <laughs> you got to block. You're gonna throw that block no matter what. Uh, yeah. But then the question comes: Should Kez have pushed Logano to the win? You know, their teammates won two finish at the Daytona 500. It's not a bad thing to accomplish. Um. But no one wants to finish. You know, I think runner what up happened was Keselowski, Keselowski was getting greedy, and he has not won a 500. And his window, I think, is starting to close for him. And I think he's slowly starting to realize that because he's getting a bit older. He doesn't know how much more years he has with Penske, rather, too. And it's like he's going to go like all for it and just be like, no, I'm going for the win. Don't really care about getting that one-two finish. He probably wanted that Daytona win because he's won like almost every race under the sun except yep. that 500. Yep. And yeah, I, I saw some things on Twitter this week and <laughs> it mentioned how unhappy Kez is at Penske. And I mean, we've just been seeing that storyline over the last couple of years now. I don't think he stays at Penske much longer. No, and I, I saw something. Someone mentioned that he would go to um, 2311 Racing and pick up a second cup car um, for that team, and that would be interesting. Um, that's a that's a spicy rumor. I know. And I could see I could see it happening. Honestly, if Michael Jordan likes what he sees, I think he will start throwing in a ton of money. Well, and I think they will get to that second car eventually. It's just I don't know when. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up a second car next year, especially if Bubba can get a win this season. Uh, just going to that new package, it's going to open the door for all these teams. They have the money mm-hmm. to have a winning program. It's just a matter of having you know a veteran like Kislowski in their camp to help them. I mean, they already uh, showed they have too Denny, that they can but... make a fast car because with the 500, Bubba's car was insane. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, he got he got penalized like two or three times. I don't remember the count. And he had to get sent to the rear and all that, but his car was still insanely quick. It was an absolute rocket 500. Ship. And it's like, you have to look at that and be like, okay, they brought a ton of money for the 500. They definitely mean business. They can make another car like that. And Bubba's already a decent driver. I think he just needs a little more time behind the wheel with this team, and he'll be fine. And yeah. I think Kislowski might be a good fit for a second car team, especially since there's always been those rumors, you know, Penske and him don't clash well, and now you got him clashing with Joey. <laughs> it's like, it's going to turn into a whole mess, I feel like. I, I think and it already is. I don't is. know what it's going to be. And I'm surprised he stayed with Penske this past year, because I, I know there were some rumors that he would go to the 48 or, you know, whatnot this past silly season, but he ended How up staying. How long is his contract? I Did believe, he sign another extension? I believe he signed I an extension. He did he not? I'm not sure. To be honest, I don't remember the news cycle. But. I thought he, I thought he was still in a current deal. Like I remember, I don't remember ever seeing um, him like sign an extension this past. Um, let's yeah, see. Uh, Ex- I'm just doing a quick Google search. Extended contract. I haven't here. Team Penske reach agreement on yeah, contract ex- August 3rd, 2020. Yep. Okay, so they did. But. <sighs> Yeah, it was it was set to expire after that season. I think I think it's a two year deal. It could be a yeah. one year deal. Um, they don't really usually announce the the deals, but 
um, if that is a one-year deal, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him, you know, head over to, you know, a Toyota or go to maybe a Stuart Haas and pick up a ride there. I mean, I I don't think Stuart Haas has a spot for him. I don't think they get rid of anybody. (sighs) Yeah. I feel like they'll stick with Custer. They just got Briscoe. They're going to stay with Harvick because unless Harvick has a terrible year this year, which I don't anticipate. Yeah. And Almiro gets the sponsorship money. Yeah, and he's also a pretty consistent driver. So yeah, like, and he had a great like hot streak last season as well. Yeah, so I Stewart doesn't have a spot. He yeah. would probably go to. T- I feel like the only place he can go is twenty three eleven. There's no other team that has a spot. Yeah, and it, it, you almost wonder. Yeah, I get. I guess that would be the only slot right now. I mean, obviously things are going to open up as the season goes on. Kurt Busch. I wonder if they're like doing a big brain scheme behind the scenes, right? With like the Matt Dedembeno deal, where he's out of the car after this year. I wonder if Penske's doing a huge, oh boy, big brain plot to get rid of Kez, and then Matt Dedembeno takes the two over, and then they put Centric in the Wood Brothers. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> no way. Cindric's that would be their, like an ins- their baby. Cindric's going to that two car if anyone's going to that two car. Yeah, that's that's true. Cindric's also pretty good. I liked what I saw at the Daytona with him. I just don't like him, but that's just my own personality. <laughs> uh, but Denny Hamlin missed the three-peat this week. Uh, as a Denny Hamlin fan, I am heartbroken. I actually wasn't that sad, surprisingly. I think it's because he finished in the top five, so I was okay with it. But uh, d- will it ever be done? Will anybody ever get that three-peat? Uh, you know, Denny had a couple chances here. He could have won in 2018, didn't get that opportunity. Um, you know, picked the wrong line on the restart, and he could yep. have won <laughs> in this year. Um, but you know, just pit cycle. Those Toyotas are just weak when they go they go down pit road because they have no one to draft with. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Will anyone ever get that three peat? I don't think it happens in our lifetime. Honestly, I feel like that's such a huge feat to have, and. We haven't seen anybody be dominant as Denny before because from, what was it, from 2017 to 2020 or 2016 to 2020, Denny won three out of the five. Yeah. And we, we've never seen someone be so dominant before in a streak like that with the 500. Or at and least I not think Denny, recently. Yeah, and I feel like Denny's time with a three-peat, I feel like still Denny's the only guy that can really hit a three-peat, but his time and his window is slowly closing and I don't think there's anybody else that can really threat to win three in a row in the 500 right now. You want to hear a crazy stat? Yeah, Since 2012, Denny Hamlin has more wins than Daytona in the Daytona 500 than finishes outside the top five. Since 2012. That's, he has three wins and two two finishes outside the top five. That oh my God. is just incredible. Um, and, I, you know, I saw Kyle Petty. He was... And getting interviewed and someone asked him do you think he's the best plate racer of all time or best restrictor or whatever you want to call this, these tracks now um and you know petty was like petty basically said no and i understand you really can't compare generation to generation mm-hmm. but i hate when people try to tell me that richard petty was like one of the best you know plate racers or whatever you want to like super speedway racers because you know they raced 
you know, there was when they raced, there was four cars in the lead lap. How hard was it to actually win those races if you had the best car? <laughs> if you had the best car, you're going to win that race no matter what. Yeah, there was there Unless was less you, money. Unless you blew a tire or if you blew an engine, you're going to win those races. But then when it comes yeah. to Daytona 500 nowadays, not only do you have to be lucky, lucky as hell to get through the race, you have to have the skill to position yourself in the front at the end, and then you usually have to avoid a huge wreck now. So it's just, it's just a. It, I understand it's a very different animal, but I can't. I just don't see how you. You say Denny Hamlin's not in the top two or three best super speedway racers of all time now. Uh, I mean, he's right up there with the Earnhardts, and I would. I, I think he's better than anyone right now, easily. I don't think there's any debate. Well, yeah, that. I think he's the best one currently in this generation of racers right now. He's probably the best at what he does. Yeah, and it's like it's fun to even bring that up, like comparing the generations and all that too, because it's like. At Daytona too, you got to take into account like how many more teams are there now in NASCAR than there were when Richard Petty was around. You know, it's like you have like four or five teams that are like huge threats like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you got to put in all that skill to just actually get the race in. And Richard Petty was like, "No, nah, I can keep racing. Well, and that, just win all the time." That's a big piece of. I will always argue that Jimmy Johnson is either top two or the best NASCAR driver of all time. And I know there's a lot of debate around it, and uh, it's a really hostile topic between like older and younger generations <laughs> because you know you have those Dale Earnhardt fans and those Jeff Gordon fans that say like, oh yeah, no, Jeff Gordon was the best, or Dale Earnhardt was the best, or Richard Petty was the best, or you know you have a couple other names, Kelly Yabarbo. Um But my issue with it is NASCAR has never been more competitive than it is now, and you know agree, yeah. they show up to a track and 20 cars can win a race. When, like that has never been the case, especially when Jimmy won his fifth championship or sorry, seventh championship. Uh, I understand, you know, some people might call that a little bit of fluke, you know, based on the format and, you know, Carl Edwards wrecking and what, whatnot. But I, I just I just don't see how you could say that sustained dominance in such a competitive era doesn't classify you as the best. Um, but I don't want to get too far into that. It's just my two cents because we're kind of <laughs> on the topic. But um yeah, that's just the big thing that kind of just annoys me. And uh, I will always say he's the best, though. Um, okay, so one week in, we're one week into the season. Right now, who is your championship favorite? My championship favorite, huh? Yep. It's a hard one. It's honestly a really tough one because this 500 was like not anything we expected it to be. And... I feel like my championship favorite is probably going to be Denny. I don't wow. want to like boost your ego even more. Yeah. With like, but I just you better feel watch like out for that one. I feel like Harvick is also a contender, but I feel like Harvick last year gave a lot of what he could do, and I don't know if he has that much left in the tank. I'm sure he'll prove me wrong the second I f- stop saying that, because then he'll go on and it will have another summer of just Denny and Harvick going back and forth between who wins the race next. And I don't know. I think Denny might be my favorite mainly because I kind of want him to win a championship. I don't want him to be the next greatest driver to never win (laughs) a championship. But like, I I know I, I joke around with you a lot too. I'll say that I've said that to you a couple of times where I feel like Denny can be that next great driver that never wins a championship. Yeah. And, my heart says I want Denny to win just because, like, it's been so long for him. He's been so dominant. I just want him to see to get a championship. And honestly, I don't know where my head 
would pick just because I basically have to go off last year because the 500 is nothing I expected. Yeah. And I didn't get to see all the drivers. Like, if I had to go off the 500 alone, I would say, like, one of the Penske boys of Logano, maybe, but I don't really know who to call. I'm just go with Hamlin right now with my heart, and then that will probably change in two weeks from now. Yeah, that's the funny thing about Daytona is, like, we can't really say, oh, like, your championship favorite shouldn't change from, you know, the preseason to after they go <laughs> Daytona 500 because it's just such a small sample size and it's just such a shit show. But uh, personally, like, I think I've mentioned this to you. I think the favorite's Chase Elliott, and I hate to say it. I yeah, hate you're it. Not a, you're I, not a Chase boy. Not a Chase boy. Do not like <laughs> Chase Elliott. Um, and, I, like, we're going to get a lot of downvotes on this podcast because of that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a Chase fan. I'll be, I'll be the yeah. yin to your yang. Yeah, I just um, – I think he's – I think – the schedule really plays into his favor with the amount of road well, courses we're racing. Road courses, six I road mean, course races. He's won last four, right? His odds for this race are like plus two hundred or something. Like yeah, you it, make no like the money next driver is like plus eight hundred. Yeah, and it's like how, like how, like is this guy that, that dominant? Now I will say though, I think his performance at the Rolex Twenty Four might dampen his, you know, confidence a little bit. But I, I wouldn't. Ex- be surprised if he goes out and wins this race this weekend i and, mean he has the pole too it's oh, gonna yeah. be his race that is controlled the whole time as long it, as he has a good car and long as he has no wrecks that really affect him i just i i don't know if it's alan guffs uh, guffs or what or how he is this dominant at road course <laughs> races but it is just ridiculous right now especially because yeah, he doesn't have come from he doesn't come from a road course race background and he just goes no. out and dominates and it's just it's just so annoying. I don't know what it is. I feel like it has to be a combination of just because I mean Chase isn't a no slouch. You know he is a good driver. Yeah, and for sure. Maybe he just found something locked in with a combination of his crew and the people behind his car finally tuning it for him, and he just unlocked something. And we saw it happen, and then he just went on to win four. And I and, feel he's just going to be the guy to beat now. And if if you look at the championship format, okay, let's say he wins. Three out of the six road course races. I think he mm-hmm. could easily win more than that. Um, and let's say he picks up two th- or three wins on an oval, which he is very well capable of. So that's six wins right there. That basically gets him into the final eight or the, yep. w- the contender eight, whatever they call it. Yeah, based off he, the points and when you calculate points, all of it. Unless he he absolutely butchers two th- two out of three races in in a different you know in one of the Browns, he's gonna which make it to that likely. final eight. And then from there, he's still going to have an advantage going into trying to qualify for the Final Four. Um, <laughs> and if he makes that freaking Phoenix race, he's going to freaking end up winning it again and drive me crazy um, <laughs> and walk away with a back-to-back championships. But I just think the schedule just really plays into his favor a lot. Um, you know, a lot of road I courses... I actually saw, like, on the NASCAR subreddit with, like... Cons- you know how, like, older fans get with, like, conspiracy theories and all that? Yeah, There was, sure. like, a bunch of them on the Reddit that they were, like... They put six road courses in so they can have their golden boy chase with another championship. <laughs> it's all a ploy. It's all fixed. And I was, like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> it's, uh, like, yeah. obviously it's dumb. Like, they're putting more road courses in. And the older generation doesn't like it. They like more of the ovals, statistically speaking. And I guess the younger generation likes more road courses. I'm okay with them. I think they're fine. I don't mind watching road course racing with the cup. And yeah. it's I- just going to be insane to see what 
Elliott can do. I think a lot of fans have been asking for you know more road course races on the schedule for a long time. Um, I don't know if we necessarily want more rovals, but you know I'll take a roval. I'll take a I couple rovals, rovals are, here and there. The rovals are exciting. There I are. Mean, I don't know. It's, the they they total one's not as exciting as a. Uh, uh, oh my god, why is the name blinking on me? Charlotte? Yeah, it's Charlotte. I think Charlotte's role was really fun to watch, but the Daytona one's kind of... I mean, even watching the truck race last night, it was kind of just non-stop, like, those kids don't know how to drive drive on rain. <laughs> it was just yeah. like, get them out of here. It was definitely... I'm kind of hoping it rains this weekend, but um, <clears throat> we'll get more yeah. into that later, but yeah. Uh, what, do, what do you think... You know, okay, so you have Denny winning, winning the championship this year. Um, mm-hmm. I've got Chase... Who rounds out your final four? The final four. And we're going to look back Denny, on this. Denny Chase. Uh, Logano again. So it's pretty much like what we just saw last year. But yep. so, Okay, let's see. Logano, Chase, Denny. And my fourth. Oh my God, who's my fourth going to be? This is so tough. I don't know who my fourth would be. I know I got three locked in right now with those three. Because Logano, I feel like, is just going to get hot again. Denny's just going to be dominant all year, and Chase is going to have those road course victories under his belt. Honestly, I feel like I could see Kyle Busch having a redemption year (laughs) and coming in to getting into the Final Four. I feel like last year was just he went through such hell trying to get that car a win he was going through a bunch of turmoil with his team he didn't agree with his crew chief and everything and now that he's got a whole new team behind him he looked decent in the clash i know he got a lucky win in the clash against a blaney and chase going against each other but i feel like with him having a new team he's still going to be the same old driver finally maybe a guy that can actually work with them a little bit better and i could see him kind of locking up that fourth. So you know what? I'll lock in Kyle Busch as my final four. My fourth. Yeah. So you've got you've got Kyle Busch, Logano, Hamlin, and Elliott? Yeah, it hurts for me because I'm a Bowman fan, and I want to say Bowman in the final four, but yeah. I don't know how well he's going to be in the middle of the year because he usually has a middle-year slump like all the time. Then you're going to be mind-blown by my final four. All right. Because... You're, you're about to say, like, William Byron or something, yeah. something crazy. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, I'm going to go Chase Elliott, obviously. I think Larson is going to snag a final four spot. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't disagree. I so don't disagree. The, re- the reason I say that is just, I think having that half a year off or basically a full year has, you know, helped him find his himself a little bit um, as a mm-hmm. racer. And he, you know, he got a lot of confidence racing on the dirt tracks this past summer. So I think that's going to carry over quite Winning well. almost every single dirt race yeah, there and, was on the- <laughs> Yeah. And I, I think... I think we're going to see him have a just a stellar year, like just put it together. Um, I'm not on the Kyle I mean, Busch train. I don't have him in my final four, but I do have Truex. I think I think he's going to have a little bit of a bounce back year. Not that he had a, a bad year at all last year, um, but yeah, obviously no, he had a not, pretty decent year. Yeah, just not as dominant as he's used to or as has been used to over the last couple of years. Um, I just think for some reason, everyone was just a little bit off last year after the pandemic. Uh, besides like Danny and, and, and Kevin Harvick, somehow they found some, turned it on a little bit after the pandemic. But, uh, you know, I, when they got back to the season, it was just Truex was struggling. Kyle Busch was struggling. Um, 
and they just never were able to really. They were also also very good teams that relied on having the practice and yes. the qualifying for yep. there. And when they got rid of it, it took them a very long time to get adjusted to it. And then I think Truex finally picked it up a little bit after not having it. So now that they're doing it again this year, I think they're going to be adjusted and be perfectly capable of contending for the Final Four. And not to forget, but last year was the first year for Truex without Cole Pern. Um, yeah. And that's huge. Like, Cole Pern is a great crew chief. <laughs> and so to not have him uh, really probably put Truex back a little bit. But I think, you know, he's probably, you know, created some chemistry with his new crew chief. And I think we're going to see him you know, start working his way back up the field. So those are my first three. And my final four, my fourth one is a little bit of a crapshoot, but um, I, I think I'm going to go with a bit of a sleeper here. And I'm going to give Brad K, Brad Kozlowski, that, that fourth slot. And I understand we just <coughs> talked about, we kind of just talked trash about like the lack of chemistry he has with Penske right now. But um, I just think he's a veteran. He knows how to get it done. Um, it's so weird to call him like a sleeper too, because like, Almost every scenario, I would take him, you know. But exactly. it's like exactly, and but that, <laughs> the thing is, like, it's just he just hasn't shown up the past couple of years, and you just can't expect him to be in that final four right now. So I don't expect it, but I, I think I like him. I think he he's gonna find a little bit of pay dirt this season, um, and then he'll just slip his way through the playoffs as long as he just stays out of issues. I mean, the final the playoff for the round of eight is Martinsville, Kansas, and Texas. Texas and Kansas mm-hmm. should play into his handbook pretty well. And then he's a veteran. He knows how to get around Martinsville, um, and he should have no problem with that. So I think those are my final four. I think your final four probably have a little bit better chance. So I, I like to, you know, experiment you like a little to bit. Go off the, you like yeah, to go off the super crazy pick, and then when it happens, it'll be like, see, I told you, and it works every eight see? years or so. See? So I, I can't be wrong if I pick both Larson and Kozlowski. So, uh, well, that's true. But, I'll pull for Larson. I like him a lot. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I like him. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think he's definitely changed as a person uh, based on the issues he had last year. Um, but I, I think he'll be in that final four. I don't know how much sustained success success he'll have. He's been a little bit of a bust. To be honest with you, I mean, after the, that red hot start, his couple, first couple seasons, so yeah, um, then he became. I wouldn't call him a bust yet. He was kind of like mediocre, I would say. And I feel like I don't know how old is Kyle Larson. He's like 24, uh, 25. 20, 26 maybe. He's not that old, but let me look it up. Yeah, real quick. Just quick he's, oh wow, he's he's twenty eight. Okay, so he's older than I thought. Uh, it's not old because in NASCAR age, he still got twelve years under his belt before. Even considers yeah. hanging him up, but I just thought he was younger. Yeah, so, no. All right, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like with this new Hendrick setup with him and having a new mindset and going through all that stuff he did, yada yada. I think he's going to be <clears throat> as long as Hendrick wants to keep him. I think he'll be in a pretty good spot for the rest of his career, and I think he'll be somewhat of a contender most of the time. Yeah, the big question mark is how fast that car is going to be. Yeah. Um, and can he get sponsorships? I mean, he will, but it's like, who is actually going to back him? You know how basically that question is like, how long does it take for a sponsorship to forget what he did on iRacing? <laughs> yeah, it's essentially what it comes down to. And and they will. I mean, as soon as you win a couple of races, as soon as you know, people get over that stuff. You look at Kurt Busch, his beginning. You know, he had a pretty rough patch in NASCAR <laughs> for a while, and now he's 
sponsored by Monster Energy, which was one of the premier sponsors of NASCAR. So uh, I think you'll see that kind of fade. You know, people will start to back him again. And when that happens, you know, it's just a question of whether he can perform or not. If he if he can continue to perform at that high level of success that Hendrick has kind of, uh, you know, wanted out of its drivers or wanted out of his, his drivers in the past, then we'll see him continue to succeed. But if not, then I wouldn't be surprised if they go to, towards a, a either another veteran or a younger guy to, to fill the ranks more. Yeah. And I mean, they already have a chance for a younger guy with a, with a, your buddy. So which one? Cindric. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see. Um, all right. So if you had to give me one bold prediction right now for the season, what would it be? You know what? I'll give you a bold prediction for tomorrow, actually. Okay, I'll take it. AJ Allmendinger wins the race. Huh. Is he Is he in the lineup? <laughs> I didn't even realize he was racing. Yeah, he's in the lineup. Wow, I've been I've been playing back and forth with actually starting him in my huh. fantasy. <laughs> he's got the back. You might have he's just, got the background. You might have just given me a um, <laughs> <laughs> given you a pick, dude. A, a nice safe yeah, pick. I didn't even. I wasn't even. He's actually that was on my radar. Like his, his racing references stats too for fantasy at the road course aren't even that bad. I want to say, and. No, he's actually decently down. I'm mixing him up with uh, Chris Buescher is who I'm mixing him up with for fantasy points. Because Chris Buescher does decent here as well. I mean, they've only done one race. So, So you know, the stat size is small. But I just feel like AJ Allmendinger has the the background. And I feel like it's a bold. And he raced the Rolex. Yeah. He did race the Rolex. I think that's my bold prediction for at least tomorrow. Huh. I'll, yeah, you've really got me thinking here. I'm going to have to re- <laughs> revisit my lineup for this week. But um, I think if I had to give you one bull prediction, and this might be a little – I don't know if it's even like that bold. So I, but I'm going to say Kevin Harvick picks up where he lets, let, left off and gets eight wins this season. I don't, is that bold? Like, I, Is that even bold? I feel like it's more bold to say when it actually happens. You know, like how it's been a while since we've seen a racer win like eight back-to-back seasons, right? So I feel like in the current moment, it's not bold to say it because it's like, yeah, that's what we're expecting just because of previous years and we only had one race into the season so far. far. And, but when it, I feel like when it happens, you'll be like, now it's bold because now statistically speaking, when's the last time we've seen a driver go back to back eight wins or eight not eight to ten wins in a season, right? So it's like, and I don't know. At the time, not that bold. It will be bold if it happens. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. But you know, that's the crazy thing is like we just come to expect that out of Kevin Harvick. Um, yeah, and he's, he's just it's so like dominant, so crazy that it's happening now in his career because he's like. Like he's what, forty two years you're forty two, forty five years old. Yeah, I he's think he's forty five. He's forty five. I just looked it up. He's forty five years old and he's getting this crazy resurgence at this point in his career and you're just like at this point you're like, Well, how far can he keep going? Damn. <laughs> it's like Yeah. And and that's why like when I say like eight wins, like I'm just like it 
it just seems like it's just an anomaly for him to continue to get eight wins, <laughs> like or not eight wins, but you know, get five wins every year or four wins. I think it's wins. incredibly it's hard a, to it's do a that. High number. When you're, yeah, it's incredibly hard to do even when you're like a championship contender. Like just it's like if you get if you get thirty two wins, right? Thirty two wins. So four seasons of eight wins, which would be r- remarkable. Um, but mm-hmm. thirty two wins. If you get thirty two wins, you're a Hall of Famer in NASCAR. Or at least yeah. that's that's what the Hall of Fame list shows. Um, so the fact that he's been able to just just sustain that dominant. How many wins does he have now? Dude, can you look? I that mean, up I can. Quick? I can look that up. Yeah, yeah I think Kevin you're my Harvick, Google guy. Kevin Harvick wins. He's got forty seven career wins in yeah. the series. I want to say, which is crazy. Is that really all he has? Oh wait, Harvick has fifty eight career wins okay. at the NASCAR that's top level. Like he yeah. has forty seven career in the Xfinity series. That's what I'm reading here. So I saw the forty seven and just went with that. And then he also has fourteen in the trucks. I love looking at this all time wins list. It's uh, it's always interesting, but. <laughs> so so Kevin Harvick's still ahead of Kyle Busch. Yeah. How long will that last? You know, if Kevin Harvick has another good year, Kyle Busch has a down year. Um, he might stay ahead of him for a couple more years. It depends how long Kyle Busch goes, of course. But Yeah, and he, he has a few more years still. And then with Jimmy retiring, Denny Hamlin has the third most current wins on the all-time list at 44. Uh, quite a ways behind Kyle Busch mm. and Kevin Harvick, but definitely uh you know put on a little bit of a gap on on Kislowski last year. Yeah. 34th and the fourth most active. Yeah, with Denny at 44. Yeah. And you look at this list huh. and I I know um you know our viewers can't see it or our listeners can't see it, but the amount of names in green which you know tell you that they're active in the top 25 is just incredible. I mean you got Kevin yeah, you Hart, got Kyle Harvick, Bush, yeah. Hamlin, Kislowski, and Kurt Busch is in 26 right behind, or tied with, or sorry, right behind Fireball Roberts. So um, that just goes to show you how dominant this era is currently. Um, yeah, there's an insane amount of active people. Yeah. And then you look at guys who've just recently retired. You got Jeff Gordon, third on the list, obviously. Uh, Jimmy Johnson in sixth. Then you got, I don't know if we could still say like recent, but Tony Stewart's right there on the list in, in 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's not too recent anymore. He's been out for a while. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. But it's just a crazy list. I love looking at those lists though, just to see <laughs> to see how dominant this generation's yeah, been. Yeah, it's just it's just fun. It kind of gives you perspective. I remember like last year, you know, we were watching Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, what seemed like win every other race. Um, it was just fun. Like it was just fun to watch them battle each other because you knew they just respected each other. You knew they were racing for a championship. Um, neither one of them ended up getting it, which is besides the point, but you, you just showed, they just showed up the track and you knew, okay, it was, it's going to be Kevin Harvick versus Danny Hamlin today, which one can pull it off, which crew chief can, you know, you know, manage the bag better. So, uh, it's just fun. I just love looking at stuff like that. I got to pull up my list. There we go. But all right. So Daytona roll this week. Yep. Uh, who do you have winning? Besides, well, yeah. I, so yeah, besides my bold prediction, yes. I'll do another one for you. Um, I'll just go with, uh, you know what? I won't go with Chase. I was going oh. to, but I feel like I feel like Blaney had a good Chase. showing. Have a well, I can pick Chase. You can't pick Chase. <laughs> We're not allowed to pick Chase. All right, so not picking Chase. I think Blaney had a good 
showing at the Clash, and I think Blaney, he's also always been a decent road course racer. So I think Blaney is going to be my pick for winning. That is not Almondinger, since that was my bold prediction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Blaney was going to be mine as well. But you can just say like Truex or something. Nah, it's a lame pick. It's a lame <laughs> he's pick. got plus four hundred odds. He's actually pretty good. For Let me look pick. at my lineup real quick. Hang on. All right. That fantasy lineup. Yep. <laughs> All right. You know I'm gonna go with sleeper here, and I'm gonna say Alex Bowman gets the win. Ooh, he's in my garage. I'm putting yeah. him in back-to-back garages. <laughs> so I was like, hey, you know what? He wrecked 14 laps in, so I got to try him again. He hasn't been all flood road courses lately. Uh, no, he's not bad. Pull up the reference. I mean, he's, he's 11th for the roll, uh, the Daytona roll. Yeah, and I mean, they've only had one race there, so it's not really indicative. Yeah. But, oh my goodness, why and is he, everything so loud? And he finished, in a, he finished in 12th last year. Because that's so. what it says for average finish. <laughs> There's only been one race, so it's only one, only one finish. So if we look at the last ten races on road courses, which I even think that that size is too big, so I'm actually yeah. gonna change that to let's just go to six. Um, so last six races on a road course, Bowman actually has the eighth best, or sorry, seventh best average finish on road courses um, at nine point oh, which isn't amazing, mm. but um, still relatively good he has three top tens and six races two top fives um so not you know not contending with you know the likes of chase elliott or ryan blaney but obviously still someone you have to consider to go out there and um show up i mean he's got a better average finish than denny hamlin kurt bush joey logano um even kyle larson who's only raced four races so i mean He's still up there. And on this list, too, with an average finish, and you can't even really include them, are Jamie McMurray, who's only raced one race and finished second. So take him out, yeah. and Bowman moves up to sixth. And then Kaz Grala, who only raced one race, finished seventh. So take him out, and you know Alex Bowman's up to fifth. So um, definitely someone to consider over a road course. Um, so I'm going to go with Bowman, which I don't nice. even think a super sleeper but um i like him i think he's gonna he fe- i feel like he always again. is like a sleeper yeah in the, in the pool it's when good he's actually a pretty decent driver. i mean i'm biased i'm the bowman fan but like he's he, always been a good driver now he's got the 48 behind him and all that it's like he can go out and win a race something. he can go out and yeah. win a race and i don't think there's any question about that um so i'm gonna go with bowman but if i had to pick a surprise winner and you're gonna love this one Oh yeah! I would take Michael McDowell. <laughs> Michael You're, McDowell. He's going for a back double, back, dude. Baby. Back to back. Back to back. He finished top ten here last year. Um, and looking at this reference sheet, hang on, let me pull it back up because we are Michael McDowell fans in this house. He is twentieth in average finish right now in the last hmm. six road courses. Not great. Not great. Eighteen point eight. But he does have one top ten, and that was at the Daytona Roval. And and he has he has finished. Let me let me finish his stat. The twelfth most laps at mm, okay at road courses over the last six. Come I on. feel like you're picking at straws, but nope, nope. I'm is not it just, just because picking you, random stats that make got, him look good. You got McDowell in your lineup again, and you're just trying I do. to. Uh, I do. And you're just trying to make it seem like a good pick for yourself. It Listen. seems like you're trying to convincing convince yourself here listen if he finishes <laughs> in the top 10 or gets a win 
you're going to love me or hate me. So yeah, I'm going with Mike I McDowell. Mean, um, I'll consider putting him in now, but... Maybe he can share some of that love and give it back to my lineup, if you got that pun there. Because um, <laughs> of the uh, sponsorship. Yeah. Anyone on Valentine's <laughs> Day, come on. Come on. Technically, so. technically, he won, like, after Valentine's Day. So, I mean... Sure, sure. If you want to get technical <laughs> here. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised they got that race in, but... Um, I was happy they did. Oh, me too. But still surprising. So, so I've got McDowell <clears throat> and... And who is it? Bowman. And you've got Blaney. Um, yep. And, and Almondinger, correct? Yep. As your surpriser. Too. What should we, we surpriser. What should we be watching out for this weekend? And I've got a few storylines that I would like to talk about, but I'll let you go first. For what do you mean just to watch? Yeah, just watch out. Well, like, what, sh- what should we be wa- like? Okay, one, one of my things is, um, you know, I think we have to watch out for Bubba. See what he can do on a road course mm. in that Michael Jordan ride. Um, see what he can manage on a non-Daytona course. So um, that's huge for me. I think this, this is going to be the first weekend where we can actually see the performance of I that feel car. Like, I feel like we can watch out then for... I still feel like we didn't give Chase Briscoe enough attention at the 500, mainly because of what happened with his ride and all that. I feel like he can be somebody to watch for the road course. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, he he was stellar on the road courses in... Xfinity. Uh, Xfinity. I mean, granted, Sindrick would just take them anyway, but I mean, Briscoe was dominant all year. My only thing yeah. with that is I'm just, I'm never a big proponent of judging drivers based off their rookie season. I think it's just too difficult. Um, yeah, that's nowadays, also true. I mean, we haven't seen a great rookie since, well, just, you know, Denny Hamlin, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen rookies actually perform at a higher level. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, if anyone could do it, it it's probably him. But um, you can watch out for Eric Jones as well. Yeah, he's, or Ross he's Chastain. Been decent. Yeah, um, Ross is that's a good contender. Eric's it, also been decent at the. I mean, they've only raced once at the road course, but I want to say he was in like the top fifteen. I don't remember where he was. There have just been so many changes this off season. Um, you could basically pick any name on the list and just say, oh, <laughs> yeah, we're going like, to watch out uh, for this guy. We're going to go with Daniel Suarez today in the like, 99. But honestly, <laughs> like that's <laughs> it's, it sounds dumb, but that's an interesting car to watch right now. You know, backed by Pitbull, Justin Marks, um, brand new team. I mean, I put – I was throwing dartboards and stuff, and I, I, I threw Daniel Suarez in my fantasy lineup last week. I was like, screw it. He might do something, and then got caught up in that wreck, and I was like, well – that's unfortunate. <laughs> well, what's funny about that is um, me and my buddy from here, you know, we bet $10 on Daniel Suarez finishing in the top 10. I ended up winning that bet because he crashed out in that lap 15 wreck. But um, <laughs> for a little there, I was getting a little worried for those first 10 laps. He was running well. Um, so, but like like you said, like you could literally throw a dart and pick any driver and just um, any one of them could be a contender, which is just so interesting to see. But yeah, it's a long list. Long list of drivers. Um, so what do you got for your lineup this week? My lineup so far, Are we doing not set in stone, Okay, is I can give you like three that I'm probably going to run and I'm still flip-flopping between two. Is Chase Elliott's a given. You, I feel like if you don't run Chase in every single road course this year, unless he gives you a reason not to, you should be starting him in almost every road course. Like He is going to be a lock for me every single every six road course we do here yep 
Um, I got Almondinger, obviously, because I said he was going to be a winner, so I'm throwing him as one of my starters. <clears throat> and then I have Ryan Blaney as my guaranteed third that I want to use him in. And so far, I've been playing around with Chris Busher, possibly, because he's been decent with road courses, and I threw Kyle Busch in. Hmm. Because he had a decent class showing, and I still think he could do something with this row course. So those are kind of like my five picks. My garage picks right now is between Bowman and Byron, surprisingly enough. Okay. So my, I guess I'll go my six first, and then we'll talk about our bonus picks. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> my starter, my number one, obviously, you said it, Chase Elliott. I don't think you could. Possibly He's just going to be in an lineup. instant lock, like, 40 points for you. Like. That's the thing. Just, <laughs> I understand the idea of wanting to save drivers early, but you just you don't save Chase Elliott at a road course. Um, no, I'm using him at every road course unless he shows me that he's not the guy anymore, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, my next is Martin Truex. Uh, yeah, also a great a road one. course driver, road course racer. Um, been overshadowed by Chase Elliott a little bit, but... Uh, he That's the thing. It's like I've been alternating him and Kyle Busch because like I don't want to throw my eggs at one basket kind of thing and have like two really good contending road course guys in case I don't want to use Chase. But it's like at the same time I'm like nah, got to use both. Yeah, no, for sure. <clears throat> and I'm just kind of sending it. Like I don't know. I don't really care about saving Truex right now. <laughs> I might care a little bit later in the season, but um, <laughs> if I can get points now, I'm gonna get them when I can. <clears throat> uh, my next driver is Kyle Larson. Good. So, a little, little bit of a... You're, you're, you're riding the Kyle Larson train. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. I'm just kind of... I just think he's going to be hot when we first start the season. And I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of his success in the, you know, running whatever he's been running recently. But I just think he's going to be there um, at the finish. I think he's going to take care of his equipment, especially being in a new ride. Um, if he could just, you know, log me some stage points, I'll take it. But we'll we'll see what happens. My fourth is obviously Bowman. You know, I mentioned it earlier. I think he's going to be a winner. Mm-hmm. Fifth is <clears throat> Michael McDowell. I don't really need to go over that one again. <laughs> but a uh, big believer in the McDowell train. And then uh, I've got Ryan Blaney in my garage. Another great road course racer. Um, so we're like, we're pretty much on the almost exact same level yeah. with our picks this week. Yeah, seriously. But that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, I'm considering hey, putting on one thing That right just now. means we'll be the top two in our league. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully Blaney and Chase Elliott don't wreck each other again. Um, I will be so frustrated if back-to-back weeks, like, half of my fuel gets taken out by a wreck. Yeah. I will be so frustrated. And that's, yeah, but it, now, now that we said it, it's going to happen, you know that, right? Yeah. Like, well, it's going to be a lap two wreck, and it's going to take out half the field going on, to turn don't one. Don't say that. Uh, don't say that. Don't speak it. What are you doing? Come on. Well, watch this happen now. Like, seriously. You should bet on it. You should bet on it like the guy who streaked at the Super Bowl. Did you hear about that? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> the guy that bet. And it was <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> and bet on happened. himself streaking. Or, yeah, which is so, like, why wouldn't you tell someone else to bet on it? Because like, yeah, right. you, you didn't get paid out for that. But whatever. Yeah, he doesn't understand how his betting works. So Yeah. Um, who do you got for your bonus picks? Bonus picks is race winner Chase. Yep, same. Top Chevrolet, Chase. Same. Top Ford, Blaney. Same. Mainly because the other Fords of Stuart Haas are not going to show up, and I don't think Logano and Keselowski are better than Blaney at road courses. Top Toyota, Truex. Yep. 
And winning manufacturer, Chevrolet. Yep. Winning team, Hendrick. How, how do we have the same exact freaking thing? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even need to go over it. You we're just all, this, we're all the same. We're on the same wavelength, dude. Dude, we you're not going to catch up um, taking the same drivers as me. Yeah, honestly, at this rate, I'm ninth <laughs> in our fantasy league. Not looking too hot out of the what 15 that are in it. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping someone gets a little wild later on in the season with their picks because they blew all of their their picks. Didn't your dad do that last year? He like used too many good drivers at the beginning, and then no, he was really that was kind of me. That was me. Yeah, uh, oh, man. yeah. I do that a lot. I don't know why. I just yeah. like I don't really care. Like I care. Don't get me wrong, but like I'd rather use my drivers early for whatever reason. I can always figure it out I later. Mean, I mean, if you can get the points and make a considerable lead, well, that's theoretically, the right? Like, uh, if you can get a huge gap in points, then it's like it doesn't even matter. That's that. My thing is okay. So, there's t- really two ways to do it. You could space out your drivers and really play it consistent and just try to you know get a very average you know top five finish every week, or, or you could use your top drivers at tracks you know they're going to do really well at. And if that means later in the season you're gonna have to kind of scramble a little bit, so be it. But I still feel like you can manage an average point stay at the later at the end of the season without top guys. Um, so it's it's almost better to capitalize early and grab the points early if you can. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously it's it's all up to your own philosophy of it and how you want to yeah. use your drivers. Because I mean, I'm not saying my strategy. I didn't finish. I didn't even. I finished top three last year, but I didn't. Obviously, I want to win it. Um, yeah. And, you know, the guy who beat me is just better at managing drivers. So, I don't and this know. This is my first year in the fantasy league with you. So, it's like my first year ever doing fantasy for NASCAR. So, it's like I'm being a little more conservative because I'm just like trying to figure out how I can really manage drivers. Yeah. And then once I get a little more gung ho, I'm going to be like, nah, screw it. We're putting in like four contenders in this race and just get as many points as I can. And that's that's the thing. If you can manage to save your drivers, those last five races, you can just go all out and make up some points uh, before the playoffs because yeah. the points reset in the Oh, they don't reset, but, um, you know, the uses <clears throat> reset in the playoffs. So, yeah, they do. So, um, but I, I guess that's all we have today for the tight on entry racing podcast. Um, Alex, do you want to close this out? How am I closing us out? I don't know. Just, <laughs> just say something cool. Like, like the say podcast. Say something cool. Yeah, they'll like this. Make sure if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you share it on all the platforms that we are putting it on. It would really help us out <laughs> if you can get this shared on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, wherever you need to do it. Even if you want to share it on TikTok, it would be great. Oh, um, I like it. Get get some followers there. We could really enjoy this. This is one of our first go-arounds. Obviously, we would really need a little more support here. So any support you guys can give us is super appreciated. Um, get us shared out there. Show it to all your friends, so make, on and so forth. Make sure you Venmo Alex Lynch at uh, whatever his username is. He can't really Lynch use the donations. He's really going through a hard time right now making... Um, bank is full-time job so um, yes i am <laughs> well seriously thank you guys for listening and i guess we're just gonna end it here